This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Yeah, good morning, everybody. How we doing? You might be thinking, what does dominoes have to do with Easter? I'm glad you asked, because I'm about to tell you. It's got a lot to do with Easter. It's got a lot to do with Easter. So before we, before we jump into that, I've got a couple of things I just want to say. Uh, I, I want to thank everybody for yesterday coming out and helping, participating for the Easter extravaganza. Yeah, we, we got a lot of, uh, had a lot of fun. A lot of kids came out and a lot of families came out and enjoyed time together and it was great. Um, one time during the day, Riley just kind of ran up to me on her zipping back and forth and said, looked at me and she said, I just love this day. And then just took off running again, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're all looking for some, we're all looking for some kind of normal, right? Some kind of new normal, some kind of something that we can get back to feeling human again. And, and so yeah, it, it was a great time. Uh, Steph did a great job. Um, Cody, big, 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 big kudos and hand hand for Abby Benedict, who really worked hard at it and made it happen. All the children's uh, Kingdom Kids uh, volunteers that that made it happen, just really appreciate it. It's, it was a great time. If you missed it, sorry. We tried hard to get you here your own fault. No, I'm just kidding. We love you. Don't miss it next time, right? <laughs> oh, wow. I was just thinking in that time that we were worshiping, and, and you know, it's, it's all worship. Everything is worship. <laughs> just how we need to sometimes linger in the moment, linger in the presence, and, and just let those thoughts come and let those thoughts go, right? <laughs> let those thoughts come and let those thoughts go of, oh, I should be doing so-and-so, or I should be thinking about this, or I should be going there, or I should be... You know, sometimes you just got to stay in that moment and, and let God speak and let Him have His way and, and let, him, let Him do what He does. And, and sometimes we're just so busy in our own minds that it's hard to, that it's hard to do that and... And I think Easter is probably the, just the, the time that we need to do that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start a new series today, and, and over the next several weeks, we're going to unpack some things that, that, that I think are going to be very helpful to you, very helpful to, uh, to, to getting our lives back on track, to getting our lives maybe moving in a good direction. I don't know about you, but I, I know there's a, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of change happening right now. And, and I think that's on purpose. I think God's doing that on purpose. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of shifting going on. And, and we need some reminders. We need some things around us that, that help us to stay focused and bring us back. And one, one of those things, we, we got a little swag bag for you when you leave today. Don't leave without one of these. It's just a little bag. It's got a sticker and a pen and a, and a keychain in it. And, and if nothing else, it's got some gummy bears. So... That uh, yeah, um, if nothing else, but you know these these keychains are are handmade and prayed over for you, and and um, we just want you 
to be reminded, to be, you know, put, this, put a sticker on your car, your computer, or somewhere you'll see it, and, and, and just remind you every time you see it that I just need to linger in the presence of God. I just need to slow down and be in His presence and be with Him. Because it's there that we draw strength from. We're, 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 con- we're continuously expending Pouring out strength, pouring out energy, pouring out. And, and, and I think God is telling us, no, 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 wait, what you need is to absorb. <laughs> what you need is to receive. Because, because when we're able to receive, when we're able to, to get what God is giving, then it changes us and it, and it, and it helps us to, to be able to approach things in a different way, not in a frantic way, not in a panicked way, not in a fearful way, but, but in a faith-filled way way of stepping into the life that God wants for us to live. One of the things that I think this whole pandemic era that we've been through um, has, it's, it's heightened our awareness of fear. It's heightened our awareness of vulnerability. And, and it's heightened our awareness of, of the instability that we, that we live in, right? In, in every area of life, in every facet of life. Whether it be, you know, physical, biological, whether it be, um, you know, political and, and, and spiritual, all of these areas are very vulnerable if we're not intentional. If we're not intentional about thinking uh, about what, what we want, what are the goals, what are the desires, what is the thing that God's put in me to want in my spiritual life, in my financial life, in my physical life, in, in my emotional life. And these are the things we're going to be talking about as we go through this series because I, I just believe that like these dominoes falling, you know, there's a thing called there's a thing called physics, right? <laughs> a thing called physics, and we take it for granted. But physics is a very powerful thing. And, and in physics, there's, a, there's a, a, an experiment that was done uh, discovered, I guess, back in 1983. I'm pretty sure somebody figured this out long before that, but this guy named Whitehead wrote it down in a journal, so that made him the discoverer of it. <laughs> and, and he discovered that if you take a two-inch domino, that two-inch domino can knock over another domino, not just the same size, but 50% larger than, than it is. And if you take that next domino and knock it over, it can knock over a domino that's 50% larger. So from a two-inch domino up to number 18, you can knock over the leaning tower of Pisa. If you take that from 18 up to 23, you can knock over the Eiffel Tower. And from 18 to 31, you can, you're taller than Mount Everest. And then if you go all the way up to number 50. Seven, you can reach the moon. So, so that, that whole that, that old saying of, you know, shoot for the moon kind of thing. Well, how do you do that? You do that one domino at a time. You, you do that one small decision at a time. You do that one action at a time. If, if you just start to try to reach the moon right now, you can't, there's no way, right? It's, it's, it's unreachable. But if you go at it one domino at a time, one step at a time, those dominoes added compounding on each other as they go, as they fall, they will, 
you, you will come to that place that God is bringing you to. And that's how he wants to get you there is one small change. Here's my point for this is small changes that make big impact. Small changes that make big impact. We've been through a year, right? <laughs> a year and a half it's going on, I guess, now. It's, it's, it's climbing. It's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been an interesting time period. It's been a time period that none of us would have wanted to go through. It reminded me of a, a, a J.R.R. Tolkien quote from The Fellowship of the Rings. He, he said this. It was actually Frodo. He says, I wish... I need not have hap- I wish it had need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live and see such things. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. You see, all we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that is given us. What time has been given us? What energy has been given us? What insights, what opportunities have been given to us that we can now step into, having gone through what we've gone through? Listen, we are more equipped today than we were last April. We, are more, we, are, we have more tools in our toolbox this this April than we did last April because of the things that we've gone through. We know about things. We're aware of things. We care about things. We see things that we did not last April. But this time, this time we do because, because we've gone through something. And, and listen, when you've gone through something and, and you've made it on the other side, yeah, you, you might have some scars. You might have some bruises. You might have some, some stuff you need, to, you need to dust off. You need to clean off. You know, you might have some stuff that you need to let go of. Throw off. I love that the, the, the passage in Hebrews where he's, he talks about, he says, and throw off the sin that so easily entangles us. Like throwing off an old coat. Throw off that Whatever, whatever deviation we have made on the path over this past period of time, let's just throw it off and, and, and be set free into the future that God has for us. Because that's what I believe God has for us. And so today, to, today I, I want to talk to you about first things first. First things first. Because we're going to talk about getting some particular areas of our lives Back on track, back in order, and, and, and according to the Bible, according to Scripture, according to God's Word, how do we do that in those, in those particular areas of our lives? And I, I just invite you to be a part of that as we, as we grow through this. And next week, Cody's going to speak in, and, and talk about financial life. Because, listen, there's, there's, no, there's nothing that can wreak havoc in your life more than the other God. Jesus said there was only two. You can either serve God or you can serve mammon or money, right? Mammon or money, the, the real Greek term there is basically anything that represents the things of this world. Because that's what money does, right? You can serve one or the other, but you can't serve both. And, and, and that's, that's an important area of our lives that, that I think is, is worth getting under God's authority. And then, and then the following week, Jamie's going to talk to us about, 
our physical being, our physical bodies, and, and how we can use our temple to serve the Lord and, and to make a difference and take care of what God has given us. And then, and then after that, I'll, I'll be back and we'll dig into the rest. It's going to be fun. But today, I want to talk about first things first. Because the first thing that we have to get right is that part of us that is never going away. The first thing that we have to get right is the part of us that is permanent. You see, everything else that we talk about is good for now, and we have to work it, and we have to have it in the right place and under God's domain, but those things are going to change. But the first thing that we have to get right is our spiritual life. Because your spirit is that thing. Your soul is that thing that is going to live forever. And when we get that right, that knocks down the first domino. And that first domino is going to lead to knocking down all of these other dominoes. I don't want you to come back next week and all the weeks following that we, uh, that we share this information and get all of those things right and miss this one. Because you can get everything else in life right, but if your life isn't right in your spirit, if your life isn't right with God, then it doesn't really matter. But when you get it right with God, when you begin to experience the favor of God on your life because you have a relationship with Him, you will begin to experience favor in all other areas and aspects of your life. Because he is the one that opens the floodgates. He is the one that opens the portal. He's the one that gives the access. He's the one that creates the connection from which we draw our strength, our wisdom, our power, our revelation. All that confusion can be eliminated when we draw from the wisdom of God. When we draw from his power. When we draw from his love. We can love the people around us better. When we draw from his patience, we can be patient with the people around us better. All of these things flow from him to us. And all of this was made possible. All of this was made possible by a domino that fell, <laughs> that fell a little over 2,000 years ago. On a hill called Agatha, the hill of the skull, the mountain of the skull. Jesus went to a cross. By his own design, his own plan, and his own purpose, his own volition, he went to a cross to give his life for us, undeserving sinners, undeserving as we were. He went to give his life for us, but he didn't just die for us, he rose again for us. And we've already read the story, Chris read it earlier, I'm going to read it again from Luke. The doctor, not the IRS agent. <laughs> Dr. Luke says, on the, on, the, uh, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, a woman, the, I'm sorry, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. See, they, they had buried Jesus quickly because it was the Passover and they, and they needed to get that done before the Passover came. And so they buried him quickly. They didn't even prepare his body. They just wrapped him in, in, in rags. And they, and they put him in the tomb. And they rolled the stone in front. There's so much to this story that we could unpack and carry on. But they even wanted to place guards on there so that, so that his disciples, you know, the authorities said his disciples might come and steal his body. And then, and then try to claim that he's resurrected. Because they had heard the prophecies. 
See, the enemy knew what was coming. The enemy tried to even come up with a contingency to disprove what was coming. So they put him in the tomb and the women were coming to prepare his body to, for, for that burial. Verse 2, it says they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? I just want to stop and preach on every verse of this, but I, I'm going to keep moving. But, but <laughs> uh, Come on. He is not here. He is risen. He is not here. He is risen. Remember how He told you. While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Then they remembered his words. You see, sometimes we don't really remember God's words until we see those words fulfilled. Because when we're looking at it from this point of view, this perspective, we see through a glass darkly. We can't always make sense of what it is that God is saying. He's saying, go that way and, and, and I'm going to show you something. It's like when, he, when, when Abraham was sent from his home, his, his father's house, and, and God said, go to the place I am sending you. He didn't tell him where that was. He didn't tell him what that journey would look like. He didn't give him the details. But what he ultimately did was make Abraham the father of many nations that would grow out of that and through that would come the Messiah. And the Messiah would come and redeem us for our sins that we, that we have committed against Him. So what are the first dominoes? that need to fall, that lead to big gains in our spiritual lives? What are those first dominoes? What are those first small things that we can do? Seemingly small things that lead to big wins, big gains in our lives. What are those small things that we need to do? Well, I went all the way back. You might be thinking, oh, he's going to tell me to read my Bible and pray. Those are all good things. Those are all what disciples do. Because that's what we do when we, when we have that relationship with, with Christ. When we have that encounter with God, we, we want more of Him. We desire more of Him. I, re, I remember back in the day when you couldn't carry around, you know, an entire library in your cell phone, right? Like a whole, you can carry a whole seminary worth of uh, library in your cell phone. Now, I remember back when you couldn't do that. So what I carried around with me, I wish I had it up here, I, I, I carried around a big, a big study Bible about that thick and a Strong's Concordance a little bit thicker than that. And, and these were like no small books, right? I have them in my office back there. About 15 pounds worth of paper that I would carry around with me. I ended up putting them in an army laundry bag because that's just what I had at the time. And I would carry those around with me because I just wanted God 
with me. I just wanted the word with me, and I wanted to find what I needed when, when I needed it. And, and, and it just, like, you just get hungry for it. So, I, I, listen, here's what I think. If we knock down the first dominoes that I'm going to talk to you about, those dominoes will fall. That's jumping ahead a little bit further, right? We're, we're jumping up to the size of a house or a, or a skyscraper there. What, what we need to do is back back down to a two-inch domino. What's the two-inch domino that I can knock over that will, that will ultimately lead to the spiritual life that God desires for me? Here's, here's number one, I think, is this. Acknowledge God's love for you. you. You see, when people come to me with questions about, let me put it this, when people come to me with unanswerable questions, the way I answer those questions is God loves you. I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know why things happen the way they do. I don't know why this went down the way it did. Here's what I know. Here's what I know for sure. God loves you. And if God loves you, then everything else is under that. <laughs> everything else is in his control. If God loves you, then he will work it out. He will work it out for you. He will work it out for, on your behalf. God, Cody mentioned Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 it says, For God works together for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose. And he, listen, here's the thing. If it ain't good, it ain't over. Because God's still working it out. Come on, say he's working it out. He's working it out. If it ain't good, it ain't over. Whatever's happening out there in the world, whatever's happening in your life, whatever's happening in your head, wherever it is, if it ain't good yet, it ain't over yet. If, you're, if, if you believe, if you know and acknowledge God's love for you, you say, well, the, the verse in Romans says, if I love God, for those who love Him. But listen, here's the thing. We love Him because we have first acknowledged that He loves us. Amen? That's what the Bible says. I love Him because He first loved me. And if I don't acknowledge His love for me, I won't be able to love Him back. So that first domino is acknowledge God's love in your life. That God loves you beyond anything you could ever ask for or imagine that his love is so infinite and ever expanding that there is no chance you will ever exhaust it and it's and it's there it's in that place it's in that knowledge of his love that all those unanswerable questions can be soothed <laughs> i won't say that they will all be answered on this side of glory. But what I will say is that they will be soothed. They won't burn as much. They won't sting as much. They won't hurt as much. When we understand that God's love for us is so far beyond. In Romans 5, 8, it says this, but God demonstrated His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were still off the path, while we were still wandering out in the woods, wandering out in the wilderness, running away from God, wherever we were, living whatever life we were living, God, he, Jesus demonstrated his love for us when he gave his life. The ultimate, the ultimate expression of love is that I will lay my life down. And he did that. 
Number two is acknowledge your need for a Savior. You see, once we realize that God loves us enough to save us, that He cares about us enough to want to save us, that, 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 that He wants us to be with Him, now I need to recognize, I need to acknowledge the fact that I am away from, I'm separated from Him. I, I'm not with Him because of my sin, because of my rebellion and rejection of Him. I, there's, a, there's a distance between us, and that distance can only be bridged by His sacrifice. It can only be bridged by His willingness to go to the cross. And it's that willingness that He took, that He lived out to go to the cross for me means that I have recourse now. I have opportunity now. And I needed, I needed a Savior. Romans 3, 23 and 4 says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. When He went to the cross, He bridged that gap, that chasm. Because sin, once upon a time, we and God were together. And then sin entered the world. And sin entered our hearts. And sin entered our lives. And, and, and it broke us apart from God. And in that chasm, Jesus came to bridge that gap by His sacrifice, by His willingness to lay down His life. Listen, here's the thing where it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is not a judgment. I don't, I don't see this as a judgment. I see this as a relieving confession. This is a... You're right. I've sinned. I've fallen short. I've blown it. I've messed up. I've gone my own way. I've lived by my pride and selfishness and ego. I've done stupid things. But Christ is justified freely by grace. Meaning He didn't ask you to pay any part of that cost. Freely, He gave us grace. That sin... Those moments in our lives that we look back on and regret and wish we could take, uh, take back and redo and, and have a do-over on. You know, they, they make us have that guilty gut feeling. Jesus took all of those on Himself when He went to the cross. And He paid for them. When I, when I read these verses, I, I wish that I could just gather up everyone in the world that I've ever sinned against or who have ever forget, sinned against me and, and just say, you know, because, because I have God's grace right now, I just forgive you and I just hope you can forgive me. And let's just live in grace. <laughs> let's just live in the grace. Because there's where freedom is found. There's where the freedom is found. Number three, acknowledge that Jesus paid the price for your sins. We, we, we've been through a series preparing our hearts for Easter over the last, uh, last month. And, and, and it's been called Easter Every Day because we want to be reminded that as Christians, we don't just celebrate Easter today. We celebrate Easter every day. We celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection every day. And we've used this verse to remind us in 1 Corinthians 15. 
Verses 3 and 4, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah. Just as the Scripture said, He was buried and He, raised, and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Hallelujah. Just as the Scripture said. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. And on the third day, He rose again. He is not here. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Don't go to a graveyard looking for Jesus. He's not there. When we acknowledge that Jesus paid the price for our sins with His life, it changes it changes how we look at things. The more we understand grace, I believe the more, the more free we become. The more we understand grace, the more, the, 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 the more we can be free from rituals and religion and, 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 and legalism and, and all of those things that tie us down and bind us up. The more we experience grace, the more we can be free from sin. Like we sang this, I'm no longer a slave. We're not slaves anymore. We have been free. We're freed. We've been emancipated on the cross. And then finally, acknowledge that He has offered His grace to you and receive it. You see, that's all we can really do. That's all we can really do with God's grace is receive it. There, there's nothing you can do to earn it, deserve it, look good enough for it, Act good enough for it. Speak good enough for it. Go give enough for it. Do anything for it. You can't. It's a free gift. It's already given. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can only receive it. And it's in the receiving that we have to drop all of our other stuff. And let me tell you, come on. It's hard to drop your stuff, ain't it? It's hard to drop your stuff. And listen, you, you might, maybe you're, you're here for, you know, you're hearing this for the first time and you're like, well, it's hard for me to drop the sin or the, the lifestyle, the things, the bad decisions I've made, this, all of that, it's hard for me to drop that. But listen, for us who have been in Christ for a long time, who, who've been around the church for a long time, you know what's hard for us to drop is, well, I've suffered for the Lord a long time. I've put a lot of time in. I've put a lot of effort in. I've put a lot of study in. I've done a lot of things. And, and, and you know what he's saying? He's saying, you got to drop that too. Because that didn't bring you any closer to me than what I brought you on the cross. And that's freedom. We get to live in that freedom that I didn't have to do that. Romans 10, 13 says this. And here's what I really believe. I, say, I saved the really small domino for last. I really believe this is the smallest domino that we, can, that we can knock over that will lead to all the rest of them falling. And it's found in this verse. Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. What does that mean? What, what's, that, what's that special prayer I have to pray? What, what's, that, what's that special candle I need to light or bell I need to ring or thing I need to do? No, no, no. None? There's none of those. Here's what it is. Jesus, I need you. 
can't do it without you. I don't want to do it without you. Jesus, come. Jesus, come. And Peter was walking on the water. He found himself in the most amazing place that you could possibly be as a human being. He stepped out of the boat, man, full of faith. He saw Jesus coming. He steps out of the boat. And he starts walking on the water, walking toward Jesus. And all of a sudden, there's a wave catches his attention over here. And, and, he start, and he turns to look. And the wind and the wave starts to raise up against him. And it starts to come in. And, and he's bracing for the crash. And, and in that moment, he takes his eyes off of Christ. And, and he begins to worry about the thing that's coming. He begins to fear the thing that's moving in on him. And, and, the, and the thing that's about to be undone in his life, he begins to fear. He takes his eyes off of Jesus. And in that moment, he begins to sink. And in his sinking, as he is sinking, he says, Jesus, save me. And anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What is that situation in your life right now that you need to be saved from? What is that situation in your life, circumstance in your life, that relationship in your life that you need to be, you need God to intervene. You need God to show up strong and give you some clarity. Listen, here's some things that I think are important. When I call on the name of the Lord, I know I will be saved. I know I will be saved. Say, I know. You see, when we pray things that we know because it is God's will, I know it will, I will be saved. I know God will protect me. I know God will lead me. I know God will get me through this. I know God will show up if I call upon the name of the Lord because that is His promise. And His promise is true. Where are you this morning? Where are you this Easter Sunday morning right now? Standing in front of the empty tomb like the Mary's Wondering, where's Jesus? Where'd he go? Who took him? Where, what happened? And what happened? Because in that moment, in their hearts, <laughs> the angel said, he's not here. Don't look for the living among the dead. What did they do? They said, well, then, Jesus, come. <laughs> Jesus, where are you? And anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And in that moment, Jesus shows himself to them. You see, God brings clarity and relief and release. And God's peace is coming. I know that. I know that. And you might be in a place in your life right now where that just sounds absurd. Where you're like, you, don't, you just don't know what I've been up against this year. You don't know what kind of challenges I've faced this year. You don't know what kind of hardship. You don't know what kind of spiritual war has been going on in my head and in my life and in my heart this year. Well, maybe I don't know exactly, but I know one who does. And I know one who will show up if you will call on his name. And he will be there for you. And he will never let you down. He will never forsake you. And he is strong enough. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.
It's not fancy. It's not complicated. It's not even all that spiritual. It's just a practical domino. He said, I, I don't know what else to do, but this one, here's the one domino I'm going to knock over. I'm going to say, Lord, I need you. I need you. And with that domino, they will just keep on falling. They'll just keep on falling and you just keep leaning into it and you just keep following that trail. As they fall, you step. You step. You just keep stepping right into the path that those fallen dominoes are building for you. That bridge that God is building for you through those falling dominoes that is just creating a way where there was no way that you could see forward. Now all of a sudden, instead of seeing a huge wall in front of you, the dominoes have fallen and that wall has become a way where there was no way for you. That's what I believe God is saying to us today. On this Easter Sunday morning, he said, I made a way where there was no way for you to come to me, and now I'm going to make a way where there was no way for you to get where I'm going. Because I'm taking you with me. Amen? Come on. We're going to celebrate communion together and if you're home, grab, grab what you have and just something to remind you, something tangible to hold in your hands. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he knew, he knew they were let, they, he knew he was about to be let down. He knew he was about to be double crossed. He knew he was about to be stabbed in the back and still yet, in that awareness, in that pain, in the dread of what was about to happen, he held up the bread. And he said, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Because it represents the body that is broken for you. It's given as your sacrifice so that you can have a way where there is no way to receive the body of Christ. And after they had eaten, he held up the wine and he said, this wine represents my blood, my blood that will wash you clean that will cover your sins, that will clothe you in righteousness, that will release you into my will and my purpose with my power. That's what this blood does. I invite you to receive the blood of Christ. Would you stand with me? God is bringing clarity, relief and release. God's peace is coming. God is bringing clarity, relief and release. God's peace is coming. God is bringing clarity, relief and release. God, God's peace 
is coming. I believe that to be the word of the Lord. I believe God spoke that to me as clear as bell this morning. Because I think that's exactly what we need more than anything in this moment. Is we need clarity to keep our eyes on Jesus. Fixed on him. Not looking to the waves. Not looking to the problems. Not looking to any other source. But fixed on him in clarity. We see him and relief and release from the pressures that we've experienced. And release into the power that he wants for us. And God's peace is coming. Because that's what we need more than anything. Amen? Because we may have peace with God. We have peace with everything. So knock down that first domino. Knock it down as many times as you need to. Because every time you're in trouble, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Father, we just thank you for what you did just thousands of years ago that still today are reverberating through this land, that, that are still, dominoes are still falling because of what you did that Easter Sunday morning when you went to the cross and you said, it is finished. And the enemy heard, boom, that first domino fall. It might not have sounded like much. It was just a little ting. And now thousands of years later, boom, 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 boom. We keep hearing the dominoes fall and the gates of hell will not stand or prevail against her. As we as your body, we give ourselves to you, Lord, and we say, come, Lord, come. We call upon your name in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.